Hello, welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Trace Armstrong and not Devin Jordan. I'm joined by Rob McIntyre. Uh, Devin is currently in Tijuana trying to bail out his friend, so uh, he will join for an addendum at a later date. So today, because we wanted to get this thing out as quickly as possible, you get Rob and I. Before we get into the... I, I assumed he just quit because of a production dispute. <laughs> it's very possible. Maybe uh, he got really mad about Sudoku. We never know. Um, before we get into this, uh, you're watching or listening to this on the public feed. We also have a Patreon. It costs $4 a month. You get bonus content, bonus shows, access to our Discord server. Uh, sometimes we even get on Discord and live stream um, chat with what like we did last, Rob and I did it last night during the finale. Uh, so it's only 4 bucks. Go to patreon.com, The Challenge Chronicles. We also have an Instagram, so give us a follow. Our handle is The Challenge Chronicles. I've been putting some content out on there, and soon we're going to be adding even more. And then last but not least, get your Challenge Chronicles swag at uh, BigDubDiesel.com. That's dub with two Bs. And with that, Rob, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what a mess, dude. I mean, <laughs> man, just... Wow, like I, I don't even really know. Well, where do you want to start with this? Should we even talk about the first part of the episode with like Alyssa's elimination? No, let's start. Or... We can get to that later. I think we need okay. to start with where the people want to hear it. I mean, what the fuck was that? <laughs> just, just well, so that's part of it. Is that still very much a question? It seems right because it feels like there's still so much that hasn't come out yet. I saw. So, for example, I saw that there was an EW who always posts articles about stuff mm -hmm. about the show as it's going on. They had an, they posted an article. I posted this in the Discord. They posted an article about recapping the finale. When you click on the link, it's removed. So it seems like there may have been an article they put up and they said, "Oh no, we don't want that out there yet," and then took it down. So mm -hmm. that, that that seems like that's still on the table. I mean, just to start with Sudoku, or what do you want to start with, like the Desi stuff? All right, let's just start at the beginning of this final because okay. I, I well, honestly, then, then. I was pretty good with this final until we got to a certain point and then it all went off the freaking rails. So let's start at the beginning. So tell the people what happened at the start of this final. Well, so with Ben, let's start with that because mm -hmm. so Ben, in one of the most unceremonious exits I've ever seen on the show, he he flies all the way out to Cartagena, wherever they are from Argentina. They put him on the plane. He shows up. He's got this shoulder problem. Like, oh, can't continue. Sorry. You're out of here. And it, it's really eight seconds on air, and he just walks off screen. Yep. Um, Tyson said apparently Ben had – there was, like, some agreement here where they wanted him to sign where he wasn't going to be allowed to sue the show for any damage. He's like, I'm not doing that with you guys. And then <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but I don't get – like, why did they make him go on the plane at that point? Just get, get rid of him there. Because they wanted their production shot of them kicking him off the final. That's exactly why I mean, they did it. that's just – okay. Well, he – so he's gone. So he, he's removed. And so then – because then, you know, Johnny Mosey and the best like, all right, guys – what the heck did we do? We had this whole algorithm thing that we needed, like, even numbers of men and women. And, like, well, we'll just have the Roman one run one leg by themselves at different points. So then they – so that, that that already is just a mess at that point. And is it just me, or was that manual algorithm crank, like, the jankiest thing on the planet? Like, yeah, they the never really that? showed it spinning because I have a feeling this thing did not pass the Johnny Mosley uh, standards approval – because they would never, they would show him start to turn it, 
but then it wasn't like you would watch it fall into place. It was like, oh, we can't do that here. Move it again over here. Like it just felt. <laughs> that was my favorite thing too. You can see TJ looking over at it and be like turning the crank to make sure. Yeah. It's all. That's when we need to miss one. Hilarious. Like, just what the hell are they doing, man? What the hell? Oh my um, god! So, so that that was that was crazy. And then, so we get to this first leg of the final. Now they run the little gambit thing, whatever. Uh, Sarah's in this first leg by herself. Gets gets paired with Enzo, which will be relevant in a second. Um, and supposedly this first stage was supposed to be canoeing. You saw that too. That it was supposed I to did. It was supposed to be canoeing, but the water was so rough that they just decided to have them swim. Which to me, like, if it's too rough for a canoe, how safe is it for them to go there in person? When, at any point in the history of this show, have they given a flying crap about whether this is like, I mean, the swim was safe, okay? Like, let's let's be real, okay? But I just think, like, if you can't put a canoe in there, how is putting a human being in there? Like, it, that doesn't – I am not a, a hydrodynamics expert, but to me there seems to be – like, that. there should have been a point of consideration there. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I'm with you. I mean, personally, if the water's too tough to canoe, I ain't having people swim. But this is yeah. the challenge, and logic tends to go out the window in these types of situations. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So – now let's talk about what's really important, okay, for this first leg. Everybody makes the swim except for Enzo and Desi because Enzo just flat out quits five minutes into this final. See, see, I don't even know if it's five minutes. I mean, obviously it's TV. It's hard to tell how long he was in there. It, it did not seem like long based on what everybody said. He, yep. They just drop him in and then he's like, I'm out. I'm out. He can't do it. So he gets taken over by Bo and Desi is just – I mean, to be honest with you, if you can't swim super well, even if you have a life jacket and the water conditions are that rough and poor, I can understand him starting to panic and be like, fuck this, I'm out. It seemed like a long swim, too. I I don't even know. I think it was 500 meters. That's a long ways. So I am not somebody who likes to be the quit police in the sense of just like, look, that's their own decision. That's their own. If they want to do that, fine. The issue I have with this, which is obvious, is that they just DQ Desi. Even though they've already got a woman running the leg by herself, Desi's just DQ'd, which to me just flatly makes no sense. Like, well, I, I just. It doesn't make sense, but they did say in the rules okay. if you quit on a partner leg, your partner DQs with you. And I think but, they were like, trying to use that as an incentive to get people to not quit, only that. That didn't really come into it. Five minutes in, so I quit. One, I'm done. So, well, for one thing, though, like I just don't know what she's supposed to do. Also, that was clearly a voiceover, TJ. If you go back and listen to it, it's TJ saying yeah. that after the fact. Oh, yeah, it's been pregnant. So I don't know how what they explicitly stated before. And, and like, what, what, what's she supposed to do? Like, what's she yeah. supposed to do? I mean, just like she she even tries to like drag him, and he just says, "No, I can't do it. I'm quitting." Like, yeah, I, I just I, I, they already so, again, they already have a woman running it by herself. I just, I'm running it by herself, so I just don't understand what that's yeah. about. That was crazy. So here's where I come in on this again, and I was talking about it in Discord last night. This whole You're strategy. Wrong about this. No, I'm not completely wrong about this. Yeah, it's Desi fast, was I'm, one I'm, of the strongest females left. And she got paired with the worst male on the first leg, and it cost her the game. 100%. Yeah, it did. So, like, this is why when people, like, to me, the only way that the whole, like, I'm going to root for chicanery really, really plays into your advantage is if 
you're not going to switch partners the whole time. Then it's a perfect advantage to do the, yeah, I want to bring the worst well, people with me. This is how Sarah won, though. Like, I mean, there's a real chance if, if this doesn't happen to Desi, Desi goes to the whole final and Desi wins. So Sarah needed this. So mm-hmm. it benefited the person who it didn't happen to. So my whole issue with this is just the main character syndrome of, oh, I'm the, like, you only look at it from the perspective of the person who's getting DQ'd. You don't look at it from the perspective of everybody else in the final who's always went way up for them winning. Yeah. So if you're somebody who needs that rainness, needs that coin, flip, like, I, I think Desi has shown to be a better competitor than Sarah throughout the season. Would you agree? I would agree. I think Desi performed better overall throughout the entire season compared to Sarah. I, I think you would say she's probably the second or third best female, looking back on it, after Angela. Uh, yeah. Those are the people you'd have mixed in there. So my point with that, though, is just, like, if you're someone who needs that random outcome, like Sarah did throughout this final, which we'll very much get to later, you want an Enzo there to take out one of your better competitors. Because, like, I mean, that could, that could have been Angela. That could have been any, anybody else. That so, is fair. I will give you so, that. And, like, if, like, let's say, for example, like, again, with the way the whole final played out, like, it just ended up being a complete horror of attrition. But, like, if you had <laughs> had... Like, if you would be able to, like, bring a cachet to this point and then use that to, like, take out a Tyson because Tyson is still with cachet and cachet can't do this one. And not to throw cachet under the bus, but, you know, anybody who's bad. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just what you need. So, like, whenever you – Devin or I – I was – I've all been the champion of this for a long time. Whenever Devin or I talk about that, if you're a weaker competitor, you want random outcomes. You want your Enzo that sucks. You want your Tyson who's really good. What you're just looking for is a random outcome to possibly shake up things so that it works in your favor. Because you need a shake up if you're if you suck. Yeah. Now I understand that. I just I think if you're one of the stronger people, it is it is on you to try to get rid of any chicanery possible that could. Yeah, that's occur. what we. Yeah, that's my point too. Yeah, and so I really think that like I mean they did try to get rid of Enzo. Like it wasn't in like three they didn't try. Man. He just happened to win these eliminations. He he is Enzo the male version of Anissa at this point. No, they're different. Okay. I mean, also Anissa never didn't quit a final. Like for as much as I I know that, and that's why it's interesting to me. Look, if if Anissa was on this instead of Sarah, and she just puts on her All Stars one performance, she wins. I know, which is insane (laughs) to think. Like Anissa should have been on Challenge USA. She could have finally got her W. So, so I mean, so I, 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 everybody, I would assume goes awful for Desi. I just, for our production standpoint, again. Yeah. Well, on Tyson's I, I get, podcast, oh, on Tyson's yeah. podcast, every single member of the cast apparently argued with production to let her continue, and they said no. So, like the and entire cast was like, "This is bullshit." And then not only that, apparently they made her like hang around for the next couple. Of she had to ride least, to like, the next checkpoint with them, like. I mean, like that's there just, is sucks, so man. much chicanery that happened in this. That, that, that this just thing. sucks, man. Like really, I, awful. So, Desi's gone. Desi's gone. Enzo's gone. They're out. Then we go on to this next checkpoint. This next one is um the next. The eating one is next, right? Um, yes, that sounds correct. Because Kayla was yeah, solo they're... in the next leg. Yes. So uh, did you have much of a takeaway from this one? I mean, I thought it was interesting they didn't have them eat meat because Angela does not eat meat. I think that they purposefully knew with this USA cast with this. Because apparently, and we've heard reports about this the entire season, and Tyson and James and Leo have kind of been, Leo especially, and then James even chimed in today on Twitter. He basically, they were all talking about how all throughout production, they felt like production was... doing a lot of chicanery um i like it just 
it, well, it yeah, like, and, well, and I think, think this wanna... was like the culmination of them, like, hey, the challenge was fun, but that doesn't mean that I enjoyed every aspect of it or didn't think production was incompetent at times. So I was going to say, though, with the vegetarian thing, that's interesting to me that they did that. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you remember on All-Stars 3, Nehemiah is also vegetarian. I know, and they made him vegetarian. eat it. They made him – well, he, he, that was one thing he said after the fact is that once he saw that Wes had passed it, he just, that he just stopped eating because he was mm-hmm. like, look, this goes against what I believe in. I'm not going to eat it. I mean, my, my, are you a big eating stage guy? I've never been a big eating stage guy. I think it I, – I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I think that it's an entertaining piece of the final because often you get like CT on Rivals 2 projectile vomiting as a strategy. You really need that? I mean, it's entertaining. And because it's entertaining, they're going to keep doing it. Like that, that I feel like every final recently, since they've kind of reformatted these things since, uh, Total Madness on, mm-hmm. you're going to get eating every time now. I have something of an issue with, like, if somebody's vegetarian for what they believe in, I have, for example, one of my best friends is Jane, which is an Indian religion where mm-hmm. it's very strict, first of all. Like, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to walk on grass. Like, there's a lot of really strict parameters with it, but they don't eat meat for one of the things. I, I have something of an issue with them making people do stuff they don't believe in. Like, I, I don't I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would definitely, if they're going to do it in the future, if they did, if that was their thing with, um, uh, like making the purpose of we're not going to have the meat for me contentious, but I, I do appreciate that. So that that is something I would like to see them do going forward. Yeah, I, I just I will say this though, they did. If you're going to do a vegetarian eating thing and you're going to make them eat an entire onion, <laughs> that's hard, man. That ain't easy. Like that, cutting that's an brutal. onion for me is like rough. Like I, I if I cut like a French onion, I I. The tears are coming. It's, yeah. it's like a march of Kramer versus Kramer. It's a rough go. Yeah, and if you can't do um, the uh, the the strategy that Dom did, where he's like just bite it like an apple and just fight through the pain, the way Angela did it was super smart because you have the I think it was lemon juice is what they had to kind of help deaden some of it. And so, and why would he just douse it in that thing then? That's exactly what Angela did. She cut it into yeah. smaller pieces first doused it in there which lemon juice will dissolve an onion well it's acidic it'll cook it a little bit exactly and so by doing what she did she made it way easier to eat without it being as painful i I didn't realize that was maybe i missed something i didn't realize that was lemon juice if they had lemon juice yeah i would have it was lemon juice that was what was in there there i was wondering why it was so yellow i thought it was like and they didn't have to drink it either it was there to aid them in eating the onion that's actually not that bad then um i mean obviously the big thing with this is just how much kayla struggled Gosh. One thing we have, one thing we need to talk about too, is just the inconsistency with the timeouts on this final, which ends up being a huge factor later. But so they, I, it seems that they make her finish, right? It seems like there's mm-hmm. no ever like torn blow and cut off or something. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm more in favor of timeouts. I mean, I feel like at a certain point, if it's that difficult for someone to do something, it's kind of on you for how you set it up. And we'll usually. get to that here again in a minute. Yeah. So I. <laughs> I would have just blown the horn. Let her, like let's let her move on. Let's keep the shit moving. One thing with this final too, how'd you feel about the pacing of it? Because it was like they were moving through things super quick here. There's almost no time to digest anything that's going on. Well, yeah, they only had an hour, and then I think it's interesting listening to Tyson's podcast. He talked about how there was like long swaths of time traveling from one checkpoint to another, where they would put them in a car yeah. and drive them to the next. Yeah, lane. they don't show that at all. And it's just like it feels like this final. 
took forever because they they Justin Booth yesterday said it was a thirty hour final, which well, I believe he's also lying. <laughs> How well, is he, lying? he says. Well, so he said in that interview that you referenced, and he said that they don't sleep at all when they clearly have a sleeping portion. Well, he said they have that. There's no mandatory rest period. It was like you have the option of resting. Ma- mandatory rest period. I mean, Kyle and Fessy were like standing outside for the total man. That's fine. That's not, they had they were had to stand outside. So that I don't buy at all. What he was talking about with some of that interview. Okay, I, I think it's just a matter of linguistic choices there okay well they need to get their semantics right because clearly I'm they have you. an issue with semantics like that that's, that's been a problem but that's if the problem with the final is the semantics yeah, are you I mean, know the devil's in the details and they often don't share details except in a voiceover after the fact to make them look less incompetent so another thing too is that tyson is brought up and i think i saw i forget who it was somebody on instagram story talking about this too that they don't tell they weren't explicit about what clothing they should wear, and it seemed like they had they had as many outfit choices as a, a creative player in NBA Street because there was just mm-hmm. there's many different things to choose from. Mm-hmm. So you'd see like it's like like some people had gloves during checkpoints, some people didn't. They were wearing different things. I mean, that's one thing where I feel like again, it's just the lack of transparency with the cast is always just so befuddling to me that yeah. you want them to you want them to lose the final because they didn't happen to bring gloves to the checkpoint. That's just odd. Yeah, like I I literally cannot figure out why you would give them choices of what to wear instead of telling the cast hey for this checkpoint this is what you need to wear you know like well he said he said they'd give hints but they were usually pretty bad at their hints i know but like why why are you just hint, why are you beating around the bush on this I, especially I, this, when like so people's like health are on the line I would assume you would want to say, hey, for this leg, you're going to be, you know, want to wear, you need to wear this, this, and this. You're going to understand I mean, why when you get there. It's just, it's just strange. Like, I, I, I just, again, he said they did give hints. I mean, maybe, they, I think they just might have been bad at giving a hint. But clearly you could tell that they were all in a thousand different outfits but throughout yeah. the whole thing. Nobody was ever consistent with that. So, yeah. So, we get to the, so this next one, well, this is another one that I have a real issue with. So my girl Justine, she gets the sex point. She's doing this one by herself, and they have to like. Wait, 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 wait! You skipped out so much right here. Hold on, let's let's rewind a little bit. We haven't even talked about the math problem that's part of the onion eating leg. Oh, okay, sure. Go ahead. So they do the onion eating leg, and then they immediately have to run through the the marsh. Which, if you look closely again, where the swim took place was the exact same lake from Rivals One that they did the boat thing into the where canoes. Jen and Mandy are like yeah. flipping over on the boat. Yeah, exactly. And then this leg was in the marsh. If you remember, was also part of the run during the camping portion where they were like doing stuff. So like this is where they did the Rivals One final. Every bit of this in Patagonia is where they did it. So production was aware of the terrain. They knew what they were dealing with. All that. So they're running through the marsh and they each were given, each team was given a color and that color corresponded to different numbers and they had to do a math problem. Now, once again, production fucking chicanery, Tyson and Angela are paired up on this leg. They get to the end and they, they had the math equation right. And if you got it wrong, you were supposed to run back to the beginning and do it again. And they told production their number, and they go, oh, that's wrong. Run back. And Tyson and Angela are adamant. They're like, no, our math is right. And apparently they spent like 10 or 15 minutes arguing with production that their math was right, and they had another producer come over and check their math and go, yeah, your math is right. Continue. 
it's just what, what a joke, dude. I mean, seriously, what a clown show. So I, I did go back and listen to that interview Johnny did with Wes. You listened to that as well? I did. Um, but, so they did. there were a couple of things I did really enjoy about the interview. For one, the Wes and Johnny were like, yeah, we with these finals. We just like, we, we know now, take it easy for 90% of it. And then the last 10% of it, that's when you actually put full force. And they're like, uh-huh. yeah, okay, yeah. And I can see the capitalizes this too. Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting was like, so Johnny and Wes were talking about how the USA members were complaining about what was going on. And at first, we're like, oh, you know, this is just how the show is. They were prepared for that. And they both go like, are we just like Stockholm Syndrome conditioned to like know yes, that we're good? <laughs> yeah. They are. They, 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 we just like we, we're so used to this abuse. We think it's normal or, or this level of incompetence. We think it's normal when it's not. And it's like, yeah, that seems to be the case. These other people come from a wide variety of different shows. They're all from different backgrounds. And then they go on, like, well, what, what the heck is this? Like, I Who, mean, by the way, like, what a gong show. You can say a lot about Survivor and how they've done poorly with diversity until recently. You can talk about how they have um, often allowed people to remain on the cast that were a danger to someone else on the cast. But when it comes to, like, the movement and execution of a challenge... Very rarely do you ever hear a Survivor contestant go, man, production was just incompetent on this. When it comes to the execution of their show, Survivor has nowhere near the problems that the challenge does. And I get that the challenge is way more complicated challenges than Survivor. Okay, like It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, though. And even the final they put together wasn't, like... There was room for this to not be handled incompetently, but it was. What, what's interesting is that the only one of the only people I've heard in recent seasons really complain about Survivor is actually Danny from a production mm-hmm. perspective. When he was talking about that wacky twist they had on 41 where mm-hmm. like the whoever – I think it was Erica went to Exile Island and got to like reverse the immunity. He the was really now. pissed about that apparently. Yeah, he didn't even go home that episode. I think it was Sydney who went home that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny that he's been the one person who's actually voiced complaints with Survivor production scenes in the past. I'm sure other people have had issues, but I'm sure. But you just don't hear about like no, you don't hear about it, and you you also don't see it in the way they edit it. Whereas we're watching this final, and we can see exactly where production was fucking up on so many levels, and it just it boggles my mind because. You're on CBS. The challenge is no longer the bastard stepchild. It is no longer that show on MTV. I I don't know about that. Okay? And you have the ability to put on a final that will blow people away, and then you just fuck up stage after stage after stage and ruin all that goodwill you've created throughout this season. So we get to this next point now. This is where you have to memorize that code that's on there. And so again, my girl Justine getting screwed here because she's by herself. And then they get they they're just so inconsistent with this stuff, dude. Because like we see later, they get Angela less dirt to put in. They don't make Kayla eat two onions, right? No. But Justine has to memorize this whole code when she's by herself, and then add it up and run to the end. Yep. And so I mean, the main thing with this day, she, she's my main takeaway from this one because everybody else just kind of goes through and does it. But the, the big thing from here is they do actually time her out here. It mm-hmm. seems is that she's so far behind. They just say, look, we got to get moving. Justine, stop, and then move her along. Oh, and so I just don't a... understand. Like, So why is she getting timed out, and then Kayla's not, and then when we get to later? Well, Kayla did get timed order. out. That's did they the get thing. timed out? They, Tyson said on his eating, podcast. Uh, well, yes, on all of it. She oh, okay. was timed out on all of it, but they made her like do the run to get to the checkpoint. 
Well, she has to get to the end. Yeah, exactly. But apparently they waited over two hours for Kayla at the end of that checkpoint, just sitting there waiting, just chilling, waiting on her to get there. It took forever. And then Justine apparently forgot to take her wheel with her to do the puzzle. And she got like halfway through the run and production pulled up and went, hey, you timed out. You forgot your wheel. It took them that long. Should this surprise you with this production staff? Like, what I mean, the so, hell, dude? So, so looking at this how, from a format perspective, they want to, like, have, they have these, like, pairs they want to rotate through and whatever. They want to bring the algorithm back. I mean, clearly, once Ben gets DQ'd, I think an, an audible should have been called where it's like, look, they're just running this individual. We'll time each checkpoint. We'll do the best time. It's very simple, very easy to follow. Little room for any mess-ups and stuff. Like, I, I just think that's how it should have been done. At that and point. they right? knew, they knew before they even got on the private plane that Ben wasn't running the final because he was refusing to sign the release. They had plenty of time to call some more audits. So just the issue is, I would assume they already have most of the final set up at that point. They have it set up in a manner where there's like five of whatever. So they they don't have it available Mm -hmm. for everybody. I mean, I I just think that there should have been some way around that. Like they should have, they should have, for one, any of this equipment they're using, they should have reserve. They should have reserves of it. You would think, right, yeah. in case some issue happens where they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like there just should have been something else done there because th- that that messed up so much of the final, insisting on this random pairs with the woman having to run a different leg by themselves, and then the the waiting on how much it hurts to be individual is so different with each leg. I mean, I think Sarah had a huge benefit being mm-hmm. by herself in that first leg. I mean, imagine if she was mm-hmm. paired with Enzo, she gets DQ'd, and then Sarah doesn't win. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought that was crazy. But yeah. so we get through that checkpoint, and then here's another, another, another. Johnny Mosley is another again emerging from the grave. Johnny Mosley is on his couch, blowing his whistle repeatedly throughout this entire final. Uh, so we get to this next checkpoint. This is the night checkpoint. So at this one, for one, it feels like there was a lot of points to this checkpoint that weren't shown. That's pretty typical. For oh, there was. Tyson show. talked about it in depth. Yeah, they just won't show. They just won't show stuff. So I'll explain this there. a little bit, okay? Okay. So, but so they're all. Go so ahead. Angela's by herself for this one. Everybody else is paired up. That's that's important. So, so the play-by-play. So, it's the nighttime checkpoint. They have a single tent set up, and there is a mound of dirt with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. One of you can work while the other one rests, and there's a giant-ass pile of dirt that you have to move from point A to point B. And you work on it until you're done. Now, on TV, essentially the way that this was portrayed is Angela had less dirt than everyone else. But instead of having half as much dirt, she had two-thirds of the pile that she had to do by herself. Which... so random. She would never be able to finish that. Like, period. And Tyson even said on his podcast, I don't care that Angela quit, and he didn't blame her for quitting, because she literally would have been up all night by herself working... And she would have never finished it. Now, apparently there was another piece of this. At the bottom of your dirt pile, there was apparently a black bag and a code that you had to have to move on. Every single team timed out except for Dom and Kayla. I thought Dom and Sarah. Or Dom and Sarah. They are the only two that didn't time out. And the next morning, because the rest of them kept working... They were given their code and bag to move on, and then they booted Angela for not even trying. 
but Tyson even said, "Well, I mean, she did dig she a was, little bit. Right? She did dig a little bit. He said that she worked for like an hour. It wasn't like she worked for ten minutes. It was like she worked for an hour and realized that she could not do this on her own. So she basically went, "Fuck it, I'm going to bed." If I get DQ'd, I get DQ'd. If I take a penalty, I take a penalty. I, I don't, don't know. Care. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think if she had known she would be DQ'd, she would have continued. Uh, Tyson basically said that was not the case. He basically said they didn't. She sure? didn't. She didn't know if she was going to get DQ'd, but she was basically so fed up because it's like the, the fact that they gave her two thirds of a dirt pile instead of half is bullshit. First of all. So last night I was going all scorched earth on Angela for quitting, but now having the back end information, I don't blame her for quitting. Well, I think it's no one thing way. is like you can't you cannot take what the show shows honestly. But if the show shows somebody quitting or whatever, you just can't take it at face value. We've had too many incidents in every season where stuff comes out after the fact where the the cast member looks bad initially and then oh well, actually production screwed them over. Yeah. So I, I just am never gonna I just am always hesitant to do anything like that. So I, when we were watching this live, I, I posted like I, I don't see how that's different from quitting based on what we show, what, what we saw. Like I just didn't. I, when they, the thing is, quitting like that is such an arbitrary distinction. Like mm-hmm. to say somebody quit versus like tried and failed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I people try and fail at stuff all the time. Like I don't, I don't understand yeah. how they like how how would they have determined whether what was a quit versus what was a try and fail? Like if she's yeah, something I know, all, and that's my that thing. Was, that it was, was so arbitrary because okay, so. Tyson said she worked for like an hour before she realized it was futile and at that point didn't care if she got DQ'd or anything. So she just said, so screw just it, I'm going to take a risk. Night? Like when everybody else is sleeping? That was the question. Well, apparently the timeout apparently the timeout occurred at like four in the morning so that all of them could get like three hours of sleep. Because TJ didn't come wake them up until like seven. And so they timed them all out. Dom and Sarah happened to finish. But nobody else did. So basically, they all worked from like 10 o'clock at night until 4 in the morning on this dirt pile. I, I just don't know, man. Like, I don't understand. I think that's such a massive disadvantage if they expect her to just work through the night in order to fail. Like, so I just don't. So if she slept at all during that portion, were they going to count that as quitting? Because she'd have somebody else to take part of it. I mean, I her. think if she had taken a break and slept for an hour and come back and moved some more dirt, went and slept <laughs> for an hour, came back for some okay. more dirt. I feel like because of their arbitrary interpretation of the rules, they would at least say, hey, she's at least attempting to do this. The fact that she only did an hour and went to bed, that gave them the ammo to DQ her so that they had even numbers for the rest of the final. I really think that they just really wanted to boot somebody and DQ a female so that they could get back to even numbers. That That's ridiculous. That's and that's okay. what I feel like. I feel like from a strategy standpoint... The fact that Kayla or Angela at least made an attempt, she maybe worked for an hour, okay? The fact that she made an attempt and then made a game strategy call that said, you know what, I'm going to go to bed, whatever happens, happens. To me, that's a smart So Tyson move. said that explicitly. I just, from her, what she, when her, again, her demeanor on the show, which is going to be manipulated all different ways. I just didn't get the vibe that she thought, she how much she thought that was on the table, that they would DQ her. Yeah. Let's see here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you getting? Here, I'm pulling up my notes for this. Okay. okay. So, checkpoint four. Production told Angela she only had to fill it up two-thirds of the way since she was alone. Him, 
he talked about Tyson and said it doesn't make sense mathematically, agreeing that Angela bowing out made sense because there was no way she was going to finish ahead of anyone alone as they all got to take breaks through, though she did try. As Dom and Sarah were about to finish, production goes up to Tyson and states they've been up as long as them and will let Dom and Sarah finish while everyone else places in the current ranking without needing to shovel all the dirt. He talks about how this is confusing when the next day TJ compliments the six for finishing because technically (laughs) only Dom and Sarah completed the task, so technically everyone else should have been disqualified. It's it's just bizarre, man. It's just That's really why is. it's like this is All Star Two. This is beyond All Star Two level of incompetence. Oh, I don't know about that. That 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 is an interesting question to talk about. I mean, All Stars Two, the last portion of it. There's still so much stuff. I feel like we don't know, and for all intents and purposes, like I. I That's just, true, I but we know a hell of a lot more here, and we're gonna get to it in a minute. Where Tyson said that everybody that quit at the Sudoku was forced to quit by production. Uh, so I, that, yeah, well, let, let, let's just move on and let's get there. Okay, so that, this next stage, this next stage now we have is the final run up the mountain. At this point, there's six competitors left. We have Dom, Tyson, and Danny on the men's side. We have Kayla, uh, Justine, and Sarah on the female side. It's also all individual at this point. No more pairs. All individual. And so the, the points leaderboards, I believe Sarah, Sarah and Danny were the two in the lead at this mm-hmm. point, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Tyson had to come in first to win at this point. No, he just had to beat Danny. Because okay, yeah, he, he had to beat. He had to beat Danny. Yeah, um, like let's say if Dominic Dominic, first, then... Dominic could not have won mathematically. Okay. It's also what well, the other thing is. So for this last stage that they just finished with the digging, how do they dole out points if only one team finished? That's a great question. I think they just saw who had the most dirt at whatever point and said, okay, Tyson, you're in second because you, you and your partner move more dirt. Dom won. Danny, you're in third. Like, you know, it's the challenge. Who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> so this last <laughs> stage, it's not stage it, I mean, from what we saw, I don't know that they – it didn't even seem like there was that much going on. Do you agree? Just in that there was like the one – they had the one like – uh, colored puzzle that they did. The they ran and had a puzzle. Tyson did confirm. They had two puzzles. Yeah, the they had two puzzle puzzles and a run up the mountain. That's all they had. There was 10 kilometers is what they said? They said 10 kilometers. So okay. you're talking in normal conditions for people that are in shape. 5K will probably take you 20 to 25 minutes. So a 10K should take you an hour, but you add the awful conditions. Let's generously say it would probably take two to three hours to complete this last leg. Um, so with the hexagon, we all, they all start running. Um, I mean, so it, take, it ends up where Tyson leaves the hexagon first, right? For the men? Yeah, he does. Yes. It's, it goes Tyson, then Danny, and then Justine shows up next, I believe, at the yes. Sudoku. So those three then, get done. Well, no, actually, Dom made it to the first puzzle first, but got passed by both Tyson and Danny at that point. Yeah, yeah. So he, he struggled on the puzzle there. Um, and then so on the hexagon, Kayla and Sarah both struggled. Sarah really struggled, which we'll get yeah. into again. Sarah later, timed so out. So that, that's a point of contrast. They timed out Sarah on that puzzle. Do we know that? Tyson said that How Sarah told him. Sarah, oh, told, Sarah him. told him. Oh, okay. Sarah told him that she was timed out on the puzzle. She apparently was at that puzzle for over an hour, and they timed her out and told her to keep going. 
But so every so they get to the Sudoku. Danny Kiki himself, uh, Kiki herself, I guess, has told Dan told Danny to work on the Sudoku books. Which well, no, apparently, apparently she apparently him. It wasn't Kiki that gave him a book. It was somebody else that gave him like this giant Sudoku book to take on the challenge. So in his free time on the show. He did like this giant puzzle book that had like three hundred Sudoku puzzles. Do Sudokus, it. bro! If you're going on the show, you just yeah, well, that's I, pretty, I, I they do it Discord. all the time. They do Sudoku well, so like puzzles all the time. So how big? What, are, what is your relationships with Sudoku, Trey? I can do them. I'm not like Greg Holcomb I, where I, I can I, you know kill them, but I can figure them out. Yeah. So I, I'm telling you, I'm familiar with them because of my time watching the show. For people in my age bracket, so twenty five and under. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing Sudoku. No, Nobody, not. people don't know what people don't know what a Sudoku is. And here's the thing: it's just, just, just a form. They understand the word is familiar to them, and they can yeah. kind of get to like around what it is. Nobody's doing Sudoku. The reason I mean, that Sudoku got iPhones, even people caught are on, Crappy Bird, people are playing, you know, like Clint, yeah. Clint, whatever on their phone. They're not playing Sudoku. Yeah, like the thing that skyrocketed Sudoku's popularity in the late '90s was they were in newspapers every day, and so and who's who's using newspapers? Old people. <laughs> old but people, then again, right? every time I travel to New York, I wind up buying a New York Times and a New York Post and a Daily News and yes. tooling around in the newspaper. But that's I only do it when good. I travel through New York because every other paper sucks. Um, I, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, no, nobody in my age bracket. I, nobody in your so, age bracket so, is buying so, a physical newspaper or buying a Sudoku puzzle book. Not, not only that. So that's my one, that's one issue with this because as Tyson illuminated. They never explained the rules of Sudoku to the cast. They, they just, just assumed, said, right, the here's a Sudoku puzzle. And apparently... They didn't even say, here's a Sudoku, did they? They said, he finished the pattern. They didn't even say what it was. I don't know. Yeah. So here's my question. And I could not get an answer on this. No matter what podcast I searched, I looked at Twitter. I looked at everything I could find, okay? Here is what I've been able to ascertain is what I think is true. And then I will give you the gap that I don't know is true. Danny completed the Sudoku puzzle. He mm-hmm. actually completed it and he made it to the top. So despite all this weird chicanery, Danny legitimately won the Challenge USA final with what they had. Okay. Now, Tyson, he realized um he he quit because A, he didn't know how to do a Sudoku, first of all. And two he was told by production, hey, if you can't do this puzzle, you're done. And since Danny had already completed it, they're like, you quit, you're out, you're DQ'd. And then, now here's what's even crazier, okay? Justine, Love Island's Justine, which, who the hell would have saw this coming? She hand it, raised, hand hand raised. I, you I, I were right, okay? I don't yes. know how. Well, I, was, I ended up not being right, but I should have been. I right. don't know how, but here's where I question this, Okay. If you time out Sarah at the honeycomb puzzle and Justine was clearly 45 minutes to an hour ahead of Sarah when she got to the Sudoku puzzle, where in the rules or in this chicanery can you not get timed out at the Sudoku puzzle? It's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I mean, Justine was born in the Congo. Survived Rwanda genocide. Homegirl might have not been doing Sudoku puzzles. She might not know what it is. She'd never seen a Sudoku puzzle. She doesn't, but she doesn't know what it is. Like, if they had... Like, she did it. This, that this, was the thing. She's flat out told them when she got there, I don't know how to do this puzzle. And they're like, okay, you DQ'd. Okay, why not have her sit there for an hour, and then if Sarah still doesn't show up, go, okay, you can go. 
Because like, and that's just what they've done for every puzzle in the past, pretty much. I mean, we're going to go back to Fresh Meat Two, where Elvin and Luke say, "Screw the puzzle, we're going to go to the end." I mean, with Wes and Casey, that you said to win on Fresh Meat, want to do yeah. all those exiles, and they just said, "We're just blown by the puzzles. We're not doing them." It's just, it's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre that that, that they that, that was what happened. So that, that do we know that's what happened? That they said, "If you can't do the puzzle, you're just gone," and then they're out. Well, that's basically what production told them because the same thing happened to Kayla because Kayla gets there before Sarah. And just, I think they made an attempt to try to figure out the puzzle. And when production realized that none of them could do it, it was just like, well, you're DQ'd. Bye. So at this point, so now everybody's gone. Dom leaves. Uh, you can see, it's funny. I, you can see when you watch the episode, I like the, the clip of him like yelling at the showrunner that they actually left in the show. Do you, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Where he's talking about, it's crazy. You ever told, like we're all wet, cold, whatever. Um, it's funny too if you go back if you go and look at the Wikipedia page for Challenge USA. It's just funny to see winners, uh, Danny and Sarah, and then withdrew everybody else on the cast. Because <laughs> at this uh. point, it's just Sarah and Danny left. So uh, this is another interesting question to have. Because so everybody's DQ'd, and we cut back to Sarah, who's at the bottom of the mountain. The bottom of the mountain is on this honeycomb puzzle. They for they time her out seemingly. They and time her she, out. That was that they, is confirmed. Tyson confirmed that Sarah told him they timed her out. And they never show her completing the puzzle. So by no. all, that seems to be what happened. So then she gets up to the Sudoku. What do we think happens here? I don't do know. Do think she just does That it? is where my gap is. I don't know if she completed the they Sudoku. they show a completed board. That she, they show the board she was working on, and they show it complete. They do do that. But they don't They don't show us her completing it. They don't give us a wide shot of them completing it. They don't say this is, like, just the key that they were using to show people completed it. There's all these questions. And based on the format of how of what this season is and what it's supposed to lead into, they need two winners. They need a female and a male, right? They mm-hmm. can't not have a fe- if they don't have a female winner. I mean, like, CBS and BMP at that point are furious because they need a winner of the show in order to do the next season of this show, seemingly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it is at not at all out of the question that they help her along in some way to to move her forward, right? I, I mean, they, they just would have to. I mean, logically, they would have to. What would they do? The only people that know what happened for sure are Sarah and whatever producers were at that checkpoint because Tyson said when they DQ'd all of them, Sarah was nowhere in sight. They put all of them in cars and drove them down the mountain, and they sat in cars for hours <laughs> waiting on them to finish, okay? So there are two possibilities here. Or I'll, I'll give you three possibilities here, okay? Number one, Sarah runs from the honeycomb checkpoint to the Sudoku. She gets to the Sudoku. She knows she's in last place. She sees no one other than camera people standing there. She completes that Sudoku and keeps going, gets to the top, and thinks she's in last place. No, there's two other possibilities. Let me finish. She gets to the top, and she wins. Possibility two, she gets to the Sudoku. Production goes, hey, we're going to give you some hints. Here's what you put here. Here's what you put here. Here's 25% you finish this, and then you can go. The third option, and this is the one I think happened, okay? Because (coughs) put yourself in producer's shoes, (coughs) okay? Who is more marketable for a challenge Battle of the Champions show? Sarah Lucina 
or Kayla or Justine? Sarah is certainly a bigger face. Okay. Sarah gets to the Sudoku checkpoint. Hey, stand in front of this board. Okay, keep going. Well, so we saw we they, we do see her working on it, and then again, we that's see why I say they got the shot well, so, of her working on it. So my my other thing I want to push back on a little bit what you said. I think that it's not out of the question they told her everybody else to keep. I think that's very much on the table. They were like, "Hey, everybody quit. Everybody quit. If you just go through this, you're gonna win." Like mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you know what I mean. Just keep moving along. And I, 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 it's very possible she did complete the Sudoku. I don't. I, I mean, she could have. No. The one thing that's interesting is you just we hear so much about with Danny. The, the one thing he, that when he's not talking about Kiki, he's talking about the Sudoku, the Sudokus, and how he knows how to do Sudoku. We didn't get any sort of insight from Sarah on how good she was at. Nope. Sudoku. You would have no, think they would have asked her like, single how'd you, "How'd you do the Sudoku? How'd you do that? Everybody else failed besides Danny. How did you mm-hmm. two know how to do it? You know, yada. There's nothing about that. Mm-mm. I think it, again. She definitely could have completed it. There could have, again. There's just there's a lot of factors here, right? They could have because they the, with the way Sudoku's work is you have part of the board completed. While they're waiting for her to come up, they could have had a production member just like throwing on a bunch of numbers up I, there. I and, totally and believe even, that's she, what happened. And I totally believe under, that. She doesn't even know that. Oh, when I got there, it was like seventy percent of the board was completed instead of twenty five or whatever. Like that's very much on the table. That is there's what just, I think there's, happened. There's just a lot of options here. But again, from their perspective, if you have everybody quitting, everybody's quitting, like you just need a winner, right? You can't not have a female winner for this show. The whole thing with this show is people win and they go on to the next season and then they compete against all these other people internationally and probably Wes and Johnny and whoever else from the the flagship show. You need mm-hmm. a winner. So it, I, I just the the, the, the tinfoil hats and Infowars is, is needs to do an investigation. I have never felt no like way. louder with Crowder until this moment. Like, seriously, like I'm sitting here going, this is bullshit. Like every bit of this piece with Sarah. I mean, I've had questions on finals before all stars Two, I didn't except for, I felt like MJ and John a didn't complete the final. And then all the other chicanery came out and I went, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Until all stars Two. And I swear, I will swear on my Bible sitting right here. Up until All-Stars 2, I felt like most of those finals were legitimate. Like, there might have been some chicanery or stuff they didn't show. But at no point did I ever hear of cast members going, that was bullshit what happened in this final. Oh, I disagree. Okay, you can disagree. I'm just telling you how I have felt, okay? That is how I felt prior to All-Stars 2. After All-Stars 2, I have questioned the legitimacy of every single final sense. And other than All-Stars 3, it's hard for me to say that Spies, Lies, and Allies was a legit win because of all the chicanery that occurred. It is hard for me to... I mean, this All-Star... The All-Stars 3 final was pretty legit from what I saw. From what we heard, it seemed pretty legit too. But this USA final just sounds like a complete and utter shit show train wreck from start to finish. It's interesting because so much of the rest of the season had been relatively competent, right? Yeah. Like we were all saying, oh, the format the format makes relative sense, especially compared to what they've done in the past. The missions, I mean, Devin hates the missions, but Devin hates everything. So mm-hmm. like, well, what are you going to do? Uh, but the missions were largely decent. I thought the eliminations for Wild 2 were also decent. Like, I just didn't... For the most part, the show has seemed mostly equitable. But then mm-hmm. we get to this final, and it's like, oh, we're we're bringing back in the the 
D crew or whatever, whoever it is that runs these things. I just don't get it. And it sucks because I was fully prepared to give my overall season grade on this an A minus because there were some, there was some lull points. There was some disappointing things that were out of their hands. Like we get a lame hall brawl because of who was involved. We got a pretty lame pole wrestle because of who was involved. We got a pretty lame balls in because of who, well, the balls in was just pathetic. Like it, it wasn't even lame. It was pathetic. Um, so like they set up the season to be successful in terms of the regular part of the season. And I was willing to give them a mulligan that they just happened to get bad competitors in those eliminations. Cause shit happens. It's a, it's a game show. Okay. Then you get to this final and it just, I, I just, my thing is, is David Alexander was still on site and you've got Ben questioning whether he's going to do the final. Even though David was, they, they've brought people back before. Why not yeah. just bring David Alexander back and have him run with Desi or, or, or run with the, the single female. So that way, yeah. it, or, and if you want to purge a team along the way, go for it, like whatever. But this whole running as a single female thing, other than Sarah on the first leg, which really required no partner. Okay. There was no need for a partner on that first leg. You could do that yeah. by yourself. But the memorizing the code, you needed a partner. The onion thing, okay, you could get away with not having a partner, but then it just, it just felt like for other than even the, other than the first leg, it was imperative for you to have a partner on every other leg, and it was completely mm. and utterly unfair to those women to have to run those legs solo. Well, the issue is just again like. If it had been unfair to everybody equivalently, then okay. But it wasn't because there were some legs that were was a clear disadvantage compared to other legs. The dirt moving was an abomination to have a dirt single Dirt moving is bad. Leg. Yeah, like, because, again, like, they just, like, are oh, she's going to have to never sleep. Everyone else is going to, because, I mean, I, who knows what actually happened there. It seemed like the men were out there longer than the women. So, like, you know, Justine and uh, Kayla and Sarah are getting basically a full night's rest while Angela was supposed to, if she did according to the rules, she was supposed to be out there the whole night. I, get, I think so So much of this just comes down to what it feels like as a lack of transparency, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that's if the reason why production is so cloak and dagger that I talk about these rules, if that's because they don't have the rules explicitly laid out to them. Like, is it that they don't really know the rules? So that's why they don't talk about it that much. Is it that for whatever reason, they're just told not to talk about it? I mean, to me, it seems like they don't want to talk about those because once you make them public, then you can't change them, right? It's like That's exactly state, what it is. I think that's exactly what it is, is that once you state this is how it's going to be, that's how it has to be. Whereas if you don't tell them how it has to be, then it's just, oh, well, you do this. Like, well, you didn't tell me that. It's like, well, that's what the rule is. So then yeah. it, it, it's, just, it's just all such nonsense. Yeah, that's why if you rewind back, um, Evan and Johnny and them did an interview where they talked about when they would show up for a season – when they would be on the opening confessional day, when they would do um, the opening intro filming, they also would sit in a hotel boardroom or a conference room, and they would hand each of them a rules packet that explicitly stated, here is the rules. This is how we're going to pick people for eliminations. This is how we're going to do this. This is how the final is structured, on and on and on and on and on. So in the Gauntlet 3 when they all realized that money was slipping out of their fingers with Big Easy, they all knew, and I actually got this confirmed by a cast member that I was asked not to share their name. They all knew when Big Easy went down and didn't finish the final that they had lost. They all knew. 
but they went ahead and finished it, hoping production might make an exception for them. Maybe the rookie didn't quit by that point, right? So Yeah. Like, they, they just, you know, maybe the rookies lost somebody. Maybe this happened. So, like, we're going to finish this out just in case, okay? So, back in the day, everyone knew the rules. They knew what the final rules were. They knew all of it. And then at some point, they stopped doing that meeting where they would sit down and explain the rules. Now, I don't know exactly when that happened, but I would bet my left testicle that it was before Battle of the X's 2, because if they had to sit down and explain to them the rules, then it completely ruins the surprise of the Battle of the Exiled. So at some point between Fresh Meat 2 and Battle of the X's 2, they quit doing the rule reading. And it allows them to do these twists because they don't have to prepare them for it. And then production might have their rules to comply with game show laws, but if you don't tell the cast, who's going to complain if they change them? Yeah, it's just... I mean, they are going to complain because they have complained. Uh, just they, they complain not that the rules... Like, they, they changed them. They just complained that the rules didn't make sense or were not broadcast explicitly. Mm-hmm. I think Snooker one is the weirdest one to me. Cause just like just, Usually for puzzles, they give them the rules. Like how to, Give like, them directions. The Here is how you do a Sudoku. They, well, they usually, usually have that. a rules board that says, yeah. hey, this is a Sudoku puzzle. In order to complete it, you cannot have a number in this row or this row correspond. They all have to be individual across the board. Go. And I think Tyson kind of understood that but if that if you have never done a sudoku puzzle before even an easy sudoku puzzle is going to be hard for you to complete that sudoku puzzle is what you would call like the super advanced been doing sudoku for years kind of puzzle so i mean i feel like we're beating a dead horse at this point and i do want to cover a little bit of the prior to the final but like i do too what the hell man like why how they have a national worldwide global platform they're on cbs for the first time and this is what they did okay get this okay there was a tweet and i put it in discord last night and i just want to read it this person had never seen the final before had never had any exposure to this show prior to watching it and i want you to hear this tweet all right this is at sarah atwood on twitter I don't understand the point of the Challenge USA. Was it to break all these incredible players, like to show it's so hard? We root for these people. We don't actually want to see them quit or get hypothermia or injured. What went wrong here? Mic drop. It's just bad. I mean, I'm curious... We'll see what happens with the rest of these shows. It'll be funny if they're like the Challenge UK and Challenge Argentina end up having much more competent production staff than the USA version. Yeah. Well, Challenge UK, I heard, is actually filming in Argentina as we speak right now. So. Well, I, I thought Australia was. Are they both? It's UK at the moment. I think Australia, maybe they have another house and they're filming things in different locations. But I, I got it confirmed that the UK show is filming as we speak. Man, this whatever they're setting up for this Battle of the Champions show, I'm curious as to how that's going to go because it just feels like there's a lot of potential pitfalls. I mean, I agree, and if I'm Johnny Bananas, I'm laughing my ass off for when I show up on this show. 
I mean, so what did, what did you have for the stuff before the final? I mean, I thought... Okay. They, 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 I... they, uh, they, you can you can tell Alyssa was the one going home as soon as they gave her that first, like... That oh, first yeah. Minutes, that I just went, minutes, we're losing yeah. Alyssa? God no, I was like, I, yeah, I like Alyssa. Yeah, it was like, well, that's too bad. Alyssa's yeah, yeah, it really was. They telegraphed it. Um, first yeah. of all, the mission. Let's not get into the politics too much because we're running out of time. Um I loved the daily mission. I thought this was one of the cooler daily missions that they've done in a long time. It was, yeah, it was too. almost like the one from what was was it Double Agents where they tried to do that overnight thing with all the deals and basically everybody quit and quit trying. Uh, like, that this was, was actually there was Double Agents, yeah, but it was, it was yeah. a different setup. And it was what they were. Doing. It was a different setup. This setup was incredible. I love that they started with the swim and basically said you have two hours to do all of this. And they, you gave the cast choices. Like it was a hide and seek, find, find the puzzle piece type thing, score your points, drop your tires, drop your tokens. And Angela, I couldn't believe it took her an hour and a half to do a freaking slide puzzle. Yeah, man. It was, it was a while. I wonder, I wonder and it cost her, I mean, thanks. It worked out for her, but she wound up in elimination with her number yeah. one in the house. Yeah, so she goes. I mean, the one thing that I think really to talk about here is what, what, what's up with them having two male winners? Like, they didn't have any sort of criteria to break the tie there. What if it was the woman? Tyson actually had a good point on his podcast. He said, Dom and I tied, but it would have been really difficult to, like, there really isn't a good tiebreaker here. He's like, sure, Dom collected more tires, but I collected the tire with the biggest amount of points. And so. You know, I mean, whoever do you gets want to judge first. it based on how many times people ran back and forth? It's like, no, the strategy was to work smarter, not harder. And he said there's just – he felt like there was no way to break a tie, so he was fine with what they did. He also said in his podcast that he didn't give a shit what woman went in at this point because he was going to the final. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure it would have been nice for him to have a list to bring a list on. But, yeah, he's already in. I mean, like, they, just who gets the 52 first, they couldn't have done that. I, I feel – I don't know. I thought it was just weirder to really break the format of the show this late on. Like, I, I that was just strange to me. If um, anything, I think it was manufacturing some drama in that they knew Angela wouldn't pick Alyssa, but or Angela wouldn't want to go against Alyssa. And since Alyssa's last, and you've got Sarah who hasn't won anything and has never been in power, they knew that she would probably try to throw in Alyssa, and they also knew that Tyson wouldn't. Tyson would not allow Alyssa to go in. So I think they put Dom in there hoping that maybe they could get Alyssa versus Angela in the elimination. I mean, I feel like it would have been better. Like if you had had somebody who would have been a bit more competitive with Angela, like Desi in the forest, I think that would have been more interesting. Um, it would have been a more interesting elimination, but it's less yeah. dramatic because they wanted the drama of the politics of is Alyssa going to go in or not? I Alyssa versus I'm... Angela, the best friends. And then we get to well, we then we get to this elimination, and then the one thing I thought was interesting with elimination too is that that pole was huge. Like it was, they, I've they, never seen a one that big before. I wonder why, because you'd think if anything, I mean, Alyssa is relatively small. Like they would have made it easier for them to grip. I don't understand why it had to be like a huge PVC pipe. That was odd because you could tell Alyssa could like break their hands around the thing. So that that was also odd. I mean, and then, yeah, Alyssa gets... What, what was wrong with, them. like, the X Battle X or just, just like... It's just strange. Or the one, like, they did for, um, uh, what was it, uh, Battle of the X's 2, where they had, like, the, the bigger X with the rubber stoppers yeah, on yeah. the end. Like, something you could get a grip on. It felt like you really couldn't get a good grip on it. Like, like you said, they couldn't even not. fit around it. 
I don't know. But, it just it, it immediately when they threw uh, Alyssa in, I was like, okay, Angela's not just gonna win this. She's gonna smoke show it because Alyssa's too tiny. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised when they initially set up that oh we're gonna have this two hour finale. I assumed that why they did that was so that they can make this first episode first episode a little bit shorter and then get to the final quicker. I thought that was gonna be their kind of conceit with that, but that really didn't happen. I mean, that first part of the episode did take up the full hour, and then this this again the second part of the final. It just felt like they blew through everything so quickly. They didn't leave any time to ruminate on anything that was going on. It was just boom, 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 boom. Just movement. Like, mm-hmm. Ben's quits. Ben's out in two seconds. Des- Desi gets DQ'd. Right, we're moving on from that. Like, they just kept rolling mm-hmm. through. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is this is all happening so fast. Mm-hmm. So. so all I mean, in all, I, it's, so, it's so bad because, like, the first hour of the episode, I was fully into it. Like, you know, even though it was a disappointing pole wrestle, I was into the politics. I was into what's going to happen with Ben's shoulder. I was really into the daily mission. And then the final started, and I was like, well, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, like, congrats to Kiki, the real, real star of the season. She, she was, I mean, she's the one who she had the Entertainment Weekly article yesterday, yeah. you know? Yeah, she did. I mean, she's going to, I feel like she's the one who really, the real missed opportunity here is that, uh, Danny and Kiki are not on season 38. Yeah, Ryder dies. That would have been a great pairing, man, at this point. Kiki's a bigger star than Danny at this time, you know? It is. It's it's funny because I feel like throughout the season, it's clear they were leading him on with the Kiki stuff, right? Like, they were like, oh, what would Kiki think about this? What is Kiki? Like, that's kind of of what they were doing in the confessionals, yeah. But then they end up with the winner, and there are two winners. They've got this one chick who just looked, like you said, Looney Tune for 85% of the season, right? 85% like was... of the season, she got the Looney Tune edit. And then out of nowhere, was... she gets the winner's edit from the beginning of this episode. Like, it was immediate, like a complete tone shift in how they I mean, part of it was Sarah. just she was beaming in her confessionals, and everybody else was like, them looked like they were ready to tear down the place in the confessionals. Yeah, Tyson um, looked more disinterested in his final confessionals than he had all season. You could tell, like, he was just like, whatever, let's get this over with, I'm going home. So yeah, we've got Sarah, who just came off like a, a crazy person, and, I mean, certainly audience sentiment from what we've seen is not favorable towards her. That's been how it's been going on. And then you got Danny, who it's just, this whole character, just kiki this, kiki, like, that was his whole character for so much of the season. I remember we had an episode for like, are they really going to have a winner who just talks about just talks about Kiki the whole time? It's all, it's all things like, yeah, they did. It's, it's, it's Kiki's yeah. husband just who won the show. Yep. So to kind of put a bow on all of this, um, congrats to Danny. Danny was the only male to complete this final. And even with all of the chicanery and with all the stuff, he legitimately completed or timed out on the dig, the the the, the shovel and the dirt part, regardless of how he got there. He won, and he won as legitimately as you could in this setup, okay? So complete congrats to Danny. Sarah, congratulations on winning. I I don't know what chicanery occurred or how it happened, but regardless of what happened, you can say you are a challenge champion, and I was entertained by you through the entire season. So I hope that you and Danny follow through and do Battle of the Champions, and I look forward to seeing you competing against the likes of, hopefully, Laurel and Emily and other champions um, in the future on Paramount+. Plus. So, congrats to both of you. You're a little richer. There you go. Oh, a lot richer, because everybody else dropped out, so they didn't get anything in their bank account. <laughs> well, yeah. well, 
I uh, will uh, once. It'll be interesting once more news comes out, and if this is gonna have. So you know how All Stars Two, there was that whole press blitz from the show where MJ it was, was basically doing... twenty four hours after the All Stars Two final, the EW dot com article dropped where MJ let the cat out of the bag, and then Janelle went nuclear publicly because she knew other things. And when she heard about some of the other stuff with MJ and John A, it was like, well, I'm going to go nuclear on this. And I'm sad because we were supposed to interview Janelle. And then out of nowhere, it was like, hey, I think I've done enough interviews. I think I'm going to not do any more. I understand that. I'm sure she's just. I do understand that from her perspective. And it was probably in her best interest not for us to interview her (laughs) because we would have been very respectful but it would have we probably would have put her in an awkward position so it all worked out for the best for everybody that we didn't Well I mean so but... it was well I was more talking about how once that stuff came out the MJ and Shane talked about how they're picked up by the pickup truck and the pickup truck drives them back and all that stuff it felt like MTV like actually put the full the full PR firm on it and was like oh no MJ is doing interviews where he's like oh the four stuff you know take your time whatever like all that stuff like I, I'm, I'm interested to see. And they already had All Stars three in the can. Yeah. So they couldn't like blacklist him either because he was about to be a part of the next I season, and yeah. he played a pretty integral role in the next season. I mean, Janae went so, the next season too. So you couldn't like they put themselves in a terrible position. <laughs> so yeah, I so. just um, I, I, I'm curious if that is going to be a similar thing that happens here. Where it's they, um, they, there's just I don't know. You, there's you know what I mean. Like there's just a full like they're having Sarah give interviews about how she did it, how she like savanted the Sudoku and all that different stuff. I mean, the, the challenge legal team must be very busy these days. God, that I just whatever. That's the one yeah. job you don't want to be in P is being in legal or being in PR because those are very those are difficult positions. Everything else they don't care and let you do whatever. Yeah, pretty much. So, um. Final thoughts. If you have to give this season a letter grade as a whole, where do you rank it? I'll give it I give it like a B plus. Um I think it's mm-hmm. it's funny. I view this season as kind of the inverse of All Stars One. Well All Stars One was just like you know, chicanery it felt like in the house. That was kinda of all that happened, whereas this season was more for politics and competitiveness. I feel like you, you kinda of want to blend of those two things in an ideal season. Uh but I, I did think it was very good. I thought the format was well set up. I thought the cast was largely interesting. It was unfortunate towards the end. It felt like this men's side of the house, it, the, the more entertaining comparison kind of fizzled out compared to the women's side. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was very good overall. So the format was done well. I the cast was largely good. I thought, again, be outside of this final, which, I mean, we just have to expect every final from this point on. If it's, if, if it's anything beyond a mess, that's a positive. So I, I would give it a B plus. Yeah, and I I would have given this an A minus if the chicanery in the final had been less than it was, but the final gives you your winner and you want it to be a satisfying winner even if you don't like who won. I didn't feel satisfied because it just felt like it was unfair from the word go. And so it dropped it to I'm going to give it a B because I was entertained most episodes. There was a couple really, really good episodes in this season, like really good. There was a couple snoozers, but that happens on the challenge when you get towards the end. It just gets less interesting from a house dynamic standpoint towards the end. So 
you can't judge it against that. Um, but that final man, it dropped at a full letter grade. Like it just, they had the makings of an A minus season, and they had the makings of a lot of stuff. Now, do we think there's a season two, or do you think all of the chicanery and all the things the cast are saying, and you know the Survivor people talk to each other? Do you think that they're going to be able to round up enough of a cast to do season two? They might just not have that many repeats, but they'll be able to get people if they want to do a second season. There's so many ways that they can cast. They don't have to go and use the four shows they did. They they, they can expand it, expand out a little bit. They'll, 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 if they want there to be a season two, I don't think casting will be an issue. It seems like the, the show rated yeah. well. It seems like it it, it does. CBS was a, happy with the product. They it, were it, extremely yeah, thrilled it, with it the ratings, the product, I everything. Think they would want. So I, I I think we'll probably. The only thing is just with the season two. What do you do about all this international blend that they have with the show? I, I just don't know what happens with that. I don't know either. And I, I just, I wonder too, if they do do another challenge USA or challenge CBS or whatever you want to call it. Um, I wonder if CBS is like, Hey, you guys delivered us a great product, but there's a lot of really angry people over this final and what you've seen. We want to help send some production people to structure these finals a little differently. Like let's try not to kill these people. I mean, that's what happens on the MTV show. And I think to close out, what you said from the Johnny West interview is probably the most accurate thing. I mean, do we just have Stockholm syndrome at this point? Like we, just we don't, I think we're, we're pretty woke to what's going on there. I don't think that the, 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 the two of them were the people who actually have been on the show for a long time and haven't experienced a different reality competition show in a while. So they, they might be experiencing a little bit of that. Yeah. As fans and people that cover the show from a, I mean, we're part of the challenge media, you know, we're kind of like the bastard stepchildren of the challenge media, but I think that's, I think that's too close. I think we're like the, the cousin Oliver of the challenge media. If that, okay. We're the cousin Oliver from the Brady bunch of the challenge media empire. If, that. um, if that, but we do watch this show as fans and from a critical eye, if they do something well, we tell them they did it really well. Um, even in spies, lies and allies, even though I didn't love the season, I gave them their props where they deserved it. I felt like production did a great job with like the music and things like that. Um, but like, this is just uncalled for at this point. Like you've been doing this show for over 20 years and you can't get a fucking final, right? Like what the hell? Like that's my, my takeaway from this. You've been doing this 20 years. You just had a huge fuck up with all stars too. And you would think you'd learn your lesson. And then spies, lies and allies happened. You had another fuck up. All-Stars 3, you did pretty good. And then you come to Challenge USA where you have the biggest platform you've ever had and you fuck it up again. Like, get your shit together, okay? That's what that's my request. I'm not going to stop watching the show. I'm not going to stop covering the show. We're still going to keep doing this podcast. Like, nothing's going to change from that perspective. But just don't make me embarrassed to cover this because I feel embarrassed watching this. Yeah, yeah. So... All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. If you are listening to us on the public feed, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. Devin will be rejoining us again shortly. Have a good week.